All right, thank you for listening to the ESPC podcast. We're going to deviate a little bit today. And what we have is faith, family, football, mental strength. We've had John Bronson, who played for Joe Paterno, played at Penn State, played with Matt Leinart, uh, Kurt Warner. Then we had also we had Max Brown, which is an analogist, right? Because this is about life and it's about having mental strength not giving up, right, and succeeding in life. We had Max Brown, number Gatorade number one player coming out of high school, and he told us, he shared with us his story. He's now a commentator for college football. He's on the Pac-12 Network. Great podcast. I'm going to put this podcast right next to the other one so you can see the different stories and different ways to succeed. Now, this story, I think we're going to make it into a movie. Because it it's still more to go, but man, the chances of this, you have a better chance winning the lottery than being able to pull off what this guy did. And it's a family, a family of faith. They're good people. And they're not only good people, not only successful, they're willing to share with us. So tonight we have the starting quarterback for your Oregon State Beavers Pac-12 Player of the Week. I'm kind of torn. Selfishly, I don't want him to win the Heisman. I want him to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, right? So people don't get too jealous of him because he already has a lot of people jealous. Thank you for joining us, Chance Nolan. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you for having me on, man. And then the starting starting receiver, probably uh, safety for your Las Vegas Knights, the owner of the Golden Knights billionaire, right? Another faith family football guy who's persevering. He's on our NFL podcast, and, and we're doing very well, is Chad Noah. Yep, yep. Having right. been here, man. It's going to be an awesome one. Yes. So let's start the story, uh, Chance. You're getting recruited out of high school, a senior. What high school did you go to and what uh, schools were recruiting you? Okay, so I went to Paloma Valley High School in Manatee, California. And um, I was kind of a um, small recruit. I didn't really get a lot of love out of high school. So right. I did have, I did actually, however, though, I did have a lot of schools come and uh, see me throw in person. I had like San Jose State, Utah State, Hawaii, Fresno State, about almost the whole Mount West, Boise State, Nevada. Yeah. It came out. Um, and then, yeah, and then I had my, my few offers I did receive were. Um, so after I threw, they didn't offer me any, any, none of those schools offered me. I got offered from university of Massachusetts. Oh. And I got offered from uh, middle Tennessee state university. Okay. Yep. Was it so, coach uh, ripple who recruited you from uh, UMass? Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Actually that would have been okay. He's a great uh, quarterback coach. Yeah, a lot of NFL job. experience. Mm-hmm. That's huge. A guy like that. Who's currently, I gotta see where he's at, but I think he's currently assistant coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, sees what i've been seeing is you got great height you got just a great presence to you you got a quick release you're with six mm-hmm. two man you got a rocket arm and you're extremely accurate yeah. <laughs> your brother knows that. me i don't say things just to say things yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I got a guy that, like coach man. ripple recruiting you man <laughs> yeah no yeah he's a great guy Heck yeah all right yeah so so was it coach franklin who got you over there in murfreesboro <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Yes, sir. It was Coach Franklin who got me out there. Uh, I mean, really, it was my it was my first Division One FBS offer, and so I mean, I kind of just I think gravitated towards that as well. Right. 
And uh, we actually had a family friend that was living out there too. So I think that's kind of, you know, what kind of put me in that direction. Right. And I kind of, uh, I went out there. The only, that was the only official visit I actually took out of high school. Went out there. I, I liked it. I liked the area. I thought, you know, it would be a cool place. It was a big stadium. I, you know, I, I liked it. I went out there. Nice um, campus out there. Yeah, nice campus. Coach Stocksdale, Coach uh, Franklin. They're, right. great, they're great people. You know, they showed me a great time around campus. But, um. But yeah, that was really that was really the only place that uh, I got at a high at a high school that I really wanted to go to, and so I kind of I got offered I think two weeks before signing day by Boise State. There, uh, you know, oh, Zach wow. Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson decommitted from there and actually wow. went to BYU. <laughs> Man. So they called me. Yeah, I was the next guy up on their list, so they called me up on. A, I think we were coming back from Riverside uh, at a basketball tournament. Got the call, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll get you on the plane. You'll fly you out for the visit and uh, all that." Of course, Coach Hartson, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. And um, and I um, I respectfully declined that offer. I kind of felt that you know where I wanted to go was already made up. And um, so yeah, I mean that was that was kind of the end of that. I went out there to Murfreesboro. Well, that that shows a lot about your character, man. You're a man of your word, man. That very few people out there like that. And it says a lot about your parents. Mm-hmm. You got two guys right here who are great, and I know you have a mm-hmm. third one down the pike. who's a pitcher, right? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And I know you guys are very talented. So I would yeah. say, too, it's very lucky and good. You guys are not only ta- talented, but you're good people, right? And you guys are smart. And, man, lucked out with your parents, right? You guys won the parents' lot. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yes, we did. Yes, that's a blessing, man. You don't that's get to awesome. pick those your parents either, too. It's always – it's just all luck. Right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. People – we'll talk about it on the podcast. We'll do it tomorrow with Chad about the luck factor people uh don't appreciate how much it is you do have to put in the hard work but there's always an element of luck so did you get playing time at uh at uh middle tennessee state that's a great experience right get around the country yeah. get around the south oh yeah no it was great yeah being in that environment was awesome you know it taught me a lot just the different philosophies of coaching styles and just a different kind of atmosphere of people around. It was, just, it was, I think it was just great for just living and experiencing life. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I kind of came in and actually my first fall camp, I did very well out there. I actually, I made a few plays and live scrimmages that really got coach Franklin like fired up. Right. And he actually, he actually had named me like the, the backup after one of the meetings. He said, you know, I think you're my number two guy going in. Right. And then uh, I think another scrimmage came around. I think I had made some kind of bonehead freshman mistake. I think I like I didn't throw the ball away out of bounds too far, and the DB almost picked it off or something like that. Right. But um, he kind of just erupted, and it was just kind of a uh, we just kind of had a you know disagreement. And then I came in on a meeting on Monday, and they said you know chance with the scout team. So um, I didn't really bat an eye on it at all. I kind of just accepted that role and just right. try to get my guys better the whole year. Um, developing um they actually let me travel to a few games i got my first travel to go to kentucky i got to go okay. see that stadium we played the wildcats they had oh, wow. snell yeah snell was the running back they had a pretty good team that year i think they were ranked right. like 17th in the country when we played but um yeah that was a good experience so i got the experience because we actually made a bowl game that year we went to the new orleans bowl we made nice. like six and six yeah we actually at compass usa we played uh uab in the championship they got us pretty good but um yeah we made a bowl game we had a nice enough record with the new orleans bowl we played appalachian state pretty cool but uh, they handed it to to us pretty good that one but um yeah so then i basically put my head down and just got better in the off season came home to train 
Right. I've been in the off season, and then uh, I participated all through spring. They brought a junior college transfer kid in um, after the coach's son, who was started all the right. Year I remember that. Yeah, so Coach Stockton's son. Coaching, yeah, yeah his, his son was the uh, starter that year. So my redshirt year, and then uh, they brought a JUCO kid in from DuPage Junior College, um, Asher O'Hara, who's actually he's one of my he's one of my best friends, great friend, great guy. Okay. Yeah, uh, so we competed all spring. Um, and, uh, and it just kind of seemed like to me they were just kind of giving a nod, you know, to him. And it just kind of right. seemed like I just didn't really like the fit. And I just felt like, you know, my talent, I felt like I could, you know, go somewhere bigger, you know, maybe Power 5 conference. So, right. you know, I, I called my dad up and basically told him, you know, I think that's what I want to do and put my name in the transfer portal. Um, and I got, like, some Division two offers out of there, I think. Some, you know, some schools, some Campbell University, I think, FCS school. Right. Uh, a couple others. Um, Weber State had some interest, but I just kind of was like, you know, I want to just kind of go see. I want to go play football again. I want to go back to junior college. I'll go to junior college and go play football. So my dad kind of got on the phone with some junior college coaches around the area, called and kind of did some research. And um, and luckily, God pointed me to Coach McElroy at Saddleback, which that was an ultimate blessing for me. Right, right. And uh, I got an MBA and uh, Master's of Business Science, but to keep my mind sharp, there's my student ID card at Saddleback. <laughs> you see the TV on the back. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Passes that Saddleback, yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Hey, where, where's yeah. Astro O'Hara at right now? He's not at middle anymore. He's at right? a Sacramento State now playing with his Sac- little brother, bro. Oh, yeah. okay. They, yeah. they just got done playing uh, Cal. Yeah, they did. Actually, they played, they played pretty good. He's actually – he comes in for some, like, a wildcat and some, like, packages and stuff. He had, like, almost, like, 87 rushing yards and a couple touchdowns. Nice. Right, so, I believe I believe Chance was was uh, the offensive scout team player of the year as redshirt yeah. freshman year. At <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was. Oh, no, wow. We, yeah, no, we, had, we had some That's guys. Awesome. Yeah, we had some guys. Zach Dobson. We had some guys on that scout team with me that were just – it was fun. It was a fun scout team for sure. Nice. And Coach, yeah, and Coach Schaefer, he's a great defensive coordinator. He really let us play and develop, too. No, that's awesome. So, yeah. you go from Middle Tennessee State, you go Saddleback, great highlights there. You tear it up, and now your recruitment opens up again, right? And how was that like? Yeah, well, that was kind of yeah, was kind of different for me because I started getting a bunch of attention, like, after week one or two. I had all oh, these wow. schools. Kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got that electric talent, man. Yeah, but now week two, I think I had, it's yeah, I think, yeah, and I think I had, um, you know, I think it was University of Massachusetts again. I think it was a different staff, though. That was right, my, like, right. first but time. But they had the film. They're like, no, we got to go. We got to travel across the country to come and get this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they came and saw me throw for sure. And then I think my first offer was New Mexico State University. Boom. They actually came out, and they they offered – well, actually, it's cool, though, because two of my wideouts are actually starting wideouts at New Mexico State now. Oh wow! Um, Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda, and Cole Herity. and so they uh they actually you know, we all got offered the same day, and they were like trying to be like, oh it's like a little package. And that was my first offer and stuff, so it was kind of it was kind of cool though. But um I kind of figured like yeah I think I'm gonna start getting some more answers. My coach McElroy kind of told me like yeah you're gonna start getting some you know bigger schools coming at you and stuff. Right. And then like I think week four I was when I kind of got a call from or a text I think it was from Coach Lingren. And uh, he said he was going to come out into a practice and watch me throw and stuff. And uh, so Coach Langer, my OC now, he he was out there watching me throw and stuff. And uh, actually, UCLA was out there the same day. They brought, like, some – one of their, like, guys that they come in, like, video analysts or something. He had, like, a big iPad and uh, <laughs> was watching. Yeah, yeah. Coach Kelly, yeah. 
Yeah, and so they were watching me on there, and it was them too. And um, so yeah, then after that, that was my first. I think that after that game, I think that Sunday, I got an offer a call from Coach Smith, and uh, they offered me a scholarship. That was my first Power Five, so I was I was really fired up about that one. Um, and then so after that, I, I just basically a lot of schools started coming in and kind of just offering me, and it was kind of like that that JUCO offer where it's like, yeah, you have an offer here. Right. And it's like so you like UCLA kinda came in, threw me the, the offer and you like USC and some schools like that, Oklahoma State. They all just USC kinda, also? Well they just like kinda just gave me a little like, do we like to come here? And I just kinda said like no. I was already kinda in the mood for going to Oregon State. So it was kinda like towards the end of recruitment. Like kinda to be I think their guy might have had decommitted or something like that. And they were just kinda trying to get right. another body for spring camp. Right. And Oklahoma State, yeah. A couple well you dodged a bullet with USC there, right? Because it's a big coaching change. Yeah. And uh, Grant Harrell uh, seems like he's told he he's friends with Kurt Warner, and they kind of like planned, you know, like a planned yeah. marriage. If we're gonna plan slowest, mm. plug them in there. Heck yeah, yeah. Go to Oregon State, and uh, quarterback battles are always like any business deal. Anything you're in, the quarterback battles are. Are messy, but one thing I've noticed is that I saw you at the USC game. You were talking to who was once your your competitor during fall camp, uh, uh, Neuer, right? And yeah. you also mentioned that you're uh, good friends with the guy that beat you out at uh, at Middle Tennessee State and Max oh, yeah. Brown. He's still really good friends with Sam Darnold, beat him out number one in the draft. Mm. So that shows a lot about your character and your, you know, into you know, your intellect that you're able to differentiate, you know, battling with your teammate for a spot and then kind of separating it and then uh, taking that, but still having a relationship with mm. the other guy and really kind of understanding that a little bit. That shows a lot of maturity, oh, yeah. man. Congratulations. Yeah. No, yeah, I appreciate that. I think uh, in football, too, that's, like, one thing that we kind of get caught up in, I think, a lot, too. In any sport, too, with any team sport. I think sometimes you let, um, you know, competition and get the best of you and stuff sometimes and make you not like a person for some reason when really it's, you know, when there's really nothing like that is if you don't vibe with the person and there's nothing like that, then you shouldn't have any issue. So I think that, you know, being able to be friends off the field with everybody, no matter if it's your competitor, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Cause at the end of the day, it's not their decision who's starting you or, right. you know what I'm saying? We have the coaches that are making those decisions. You can't be mad that a coach is making a decision not to play you. You know, you know, you just kind of got to look at the mirror and say, you know, what am I doing wrong? Or what am yeah. I not doing that that you know I could be doing that would make you know the coach want to start me? So I think that's really what you got to look at at the end of the day, and you can't really let that affect it. That's what I really appreciate about Asher's because he was he's the same way, hundred percent. Like we were boys, man. We kick it all the time. We you know I was always in his room. I was in his room just watching him play video games. He's like a stud video game <laughs> player. He's like he's an animal at oh, Fortnite, nice. all those games. He's like a pro gamer, basically. He's dirty, but. Yeah, yeah, no, no that's great because it's funny. Uh, when I beat people sometimes for a business deal, like if it's for 20 million, the client I have for 50 million, I immediately get sued. <laughs> Start bringing up stuff from 1988, right? It's not even real. <laughs> so, so, the having that load of maturity, man, that, yeah. that, that is amazing. 
So yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, gets hurt, man. You come in and you played lights out, right? And you got to win. You were one for two last year. So walk us through what happened. Uh, Jibida gets hurt. You come in. How is that like? Because you're now going to classes, uh, first year at Oregon State. And, man, you did great that, that you saw the field. Most people, right? Because mm. we talked about this with Max Brown. Because mm. Max Brown, some people want to say that he's a bust. It is not, man. Anybody, I would cut my left arm to be on the field and just play one play for a power five school. So the fact yeah. that you got on the field, you're getting a scholarship, that mm. that lady wants to pay people off 500 grand to get their kid into USC, you're getting a scholarship, you're getting mm. on the field, Man, you're already successful, man. You've already made it. Uh, so how's like how's like that last year as uh, you worked your your butt off and you got on the field? Yeah, man. Well, shoot. I mean, that was a terrible thing that happened to my boy Tristan for sure. I think I wish you know I wish it would have happened a different way for sure. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's just shows that you gotta always be ready for any situation. I think that was probably the craziest situation. You could probably come into it as as a first snap of college football on the one right. yard line to beat your rival, you know, in that game. Right. So, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that was awesome. I'm just glad, you know, I got the snap and got in there for my guys. I mean, they worked their butt off that whole game. I was just a little small piece of that W. I didn't really, I didn't really do much to that one. But um, but yeah, man. I, I, I thought I, you folks, came in because this is the big thing. I think this is the first time I saw it. Right. I didn't know Shad at this point, but I saw you come in the game, and it's something I saw at Purdue and it's something I saw in the USC game that uh, real leadership, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Because you have, it's the old story, right? Chad's been in this situation where you have a guy that wants to be rah, rah, rah. It first quarterback comes in, the other guy comes in and says, all right, guys, come on, let's go. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to tear him up. We're going to go down the field. We're going to score a touchdown. Right. And he's a redshirt yeah. freshman and the senior lineman is like, shut the bleep up, man, and call the play. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, dude. Exactly. And that's actually one thing that I learned at like junior college. That's what my junior college told me right when I got there. He's like, dude, these dudes don't know you, Chance. So that like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we had I had a right. guy come in here and try to do that. Yeah. And they didn't listen to him. Like they were gonna be like, screw you, dude. Who are you? Like, we don't know you. We don't care where you came from. Exactly, man. Exactly. That's yeah, but when you come in. It's that body life. Everybody perks up, man. That's that real leadership. They see they're with you every day, man. They see you in the practice field. They see that you're confident and relaxed, mm-hmm. and they, uh, uh, it the message resonates with them, and they yeah. have now more, uh, more trust, right, to put in that extra effort because they know you're gonna take care of your. End. So let's bring yeah. in Chad in here. We meet, you tell us about your brother, right? I'm sending him good vibes. You know how I am, right? It's all about that research. That's <laughs> all I do. But this is fun research. So your brother's in a quarterback battle for fall. Uh, uh, I'll bite my tongue. Because right? I know the way, you know, being a 50-year-old guy, I know the way things work, right? And sometimes they're not all about you know who's the best there are other issues involved but that's a story for another day so what were your thoughts and feelings as uh chance was heading into this year uh fall camp quarterback battle or you say oh man i just 
know, obviously that's my baby brother, man. I, w- I want the best for him. You know, I'm not, I, I want, you know, you know, I think, I think chances actually, man, he's always, we're kind of different in, in, in our demeanors, you know, me being a, a skill guy and, you know, he's, he's got the quarterback composure in him. Right. You know, when I'm competing with guys at receiver and safety, man, I don't think I, I, I don't do the best at hanging out with them. And uh, right. sometimes I let the competition get the best of me. There's no doubt. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, you and he's me both. That, <laughs> he's got that, that mentality, man, that maturity right. in him uh, to, you know, that leadership factor, you know, I mean, I knew it was going to be a battle, you know, you knew that, uh, you know, Jibia was coming back and he had started the last year and that the coaches really liked him. He'd been in the offense and, you know, you knew Neuer, Neuer was a big, big guy, threw a good ball, you know, got some, got some Pac-12 accolades last year. Um, you know, he had a history, you know, with Lindgren and, and Lindgren's style of offense. So, um, you know, I knew it was going to be a tough battle for him. Uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, he, he, he was the best guy for the job. Obviously, you know, I'm his big brother, so there's going to be some bias there. Um, but, you know, even keeping it real, I thought, you know, he, he was going to, you know, get it done. So, um, yeah, it was just – you know, I, I'm proud of him. So proud of the way he, he was able to uh, navigate the situation and, um, you know, have a friendship with those guys and, and uh, you know, not let, um, you know, get the best. So, you know, I remember texting him going into Purdue, you know, just like, hey, man, I'm proud of you, man. I know, uh, you know, you, you worked hard for it. And I know I, know I feel like you feel, you feel like you should be, you know, deserve the starting job. And, I you know, I, I think you do, too. But you know, just stay ready, you know, you're going to get your opportunity. And man, his head was just in the right place. You know, text me back like, man, I'm good. I'm not even stressing. I'm, I'm, I'm approaching this game. Like I'm the starter, every rep, I'm taking mental reps. I'm looking at the film. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to get ready and prepare. Like I'm the starter every week until, you know, and get until I get my chance, but I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not down on myself. I know everything's going to work out, you know? So I think just his, uh, his demeanor and spirits, you know, in that, in that moment of losing the battle, you know, losing that starting job. And, you know, I think it's easy to get down on yourself and just, um, you know, just feel a little, you know, maybe shame or just, you know, maybe like right. I let my, my, my family down or stuff like that, but he didn't let any of that get to him. He, he trusted his abilities, you know, he, you know, he kept his faith in God, you know, I pray over him every day, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, Jesus's will will be done. You know, it's, you know, we're, uh, Right. We're, we're just vessels to, uh, you know, carry out his plans for us. And uh, right. he just kept his nose clean and kept himself ready to go. And he got his opportunity and, he, you know, did it. Yeah. Did and awesome. You never know. Like sometimes what you think is the best thing for you ends up being the worst. And I remember a story from Mike Ditka. He got saved in the middle of a quarterback battle. And he was head coach of the New Orleans Saints. And he had already predetermined who the starting quarterback was. So he gets saved, gives over his life to Christ. The first thing he does is he has a meeting naming the starter <laughs> that had already <laughs> been predetermined they had a fake quarterback battle. So it's always been in my mind. And I asked, I'm not going to ask you that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you what was in my mind while this was all going on. And I'm talking to Chad, pulling for you, right? Sending mm-hmm. messages to the beat writers <laughs> <laughs> at, at, you know the beaver.com and the, you know the, the local paper Oregon Life and I asked Max Brown because I always thought that that he was the fake starter in the season so teams wouldn't get film on Sam Carroll <laughs> mm-hmm. and if people are going to uh, see that podcast and listen to that video he said yes he feels now that Clay Helton knew that Sarm Donald was going to be the starter. He was like the fake starter for the first four games we went to get film on. 
So that's what I thought about the Purdue game. When you didn't start, was the coach was trying to make sure they didn't have too much film on you, but he had to put you in anyways. <laughs> so you have a great – so how did that go? Because uh, I'm looking at it from my eyes. Uh, your starter didn't play it as well as we would hope. You come in, and suddenly I see more spirit on the sidelines. I see people perked up. And man, your lineman, man, do your lineman work hard for you, man. Shoot, <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Shout yeah, shout out them boys, man. Yeah. Yeah. Them boys are, yeah, they're the best in the nation, man. I don't care. I'll take them boys up against anybody. Oh, absolutely. No, the way they played, the way they executed, they've executed more than 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 any offensive line I've seen. And Buddy Ryan, who I met on a golf course in 1989, always said that regardless of the talent that uh offensive lineman has. Uh, as long as they hustle, they can be good and make it into the NFL. So talk us through the Purdue game. Uh, yeah. You come in, and, man, you were lights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, shoot, yeah. I mean, uh, Coach Smith just told me on the sideline, he said, uh, get ready to go, you know. You know, we're thinking about going with you, uh, you know, if we don't get any points here soon. And right. so basically I just, you know, I got started getting warmed up and getting my mind right, and I was excited. I knew my big brother, you know. Anyways, he was in the stands with his friends and stuff, so I knew I was just I was right. excited, man. It was a, it was a super cool atmosphere there, one of the best. I mean, the best atmosphere uh, game I've, I've played in. Yeah, yeah, sold out, packed. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So, uh, yeah, man, that that so, atmosphere was awesome. Yeah, I knew, so I, I knew your brother. So you get you're seeing that right now, right? Yeah. On the TV. Oh yeah. So I'm watching at home, rooting for you. Get back on here. And I know your brother's in the stands. So we'll go through the first play. So tell us, what are you seeing here? Well, I'm seeing just, I, I know I got one-on-one coverage on, on the outside with one of my faster guys. I just, you know, I kind of just try to hold the safety, hold the, the guy's eye because he's off coverage out there. The corner was off coverage. So uh, basically what happened was I kind of tried to give him a little pump fake so he would bite on our little stutter we were doing. We kind of want to do like a little comeback and go. So I gave, him a, I gave him a nice pump fake at the top of his route, and he really bit on it. And I, I wish I could have got the ball up a little sooner off the pump fake because I think we would have scored on it. Probably got no, it I think you did great because uh, what I'm seeing right there, you're looking at your Mike linebacker, right? And yeah. And your weak side linebacker, they have eyes on you because they're terrified you're going to take off because you yeah. got some wheels too, man. You can burn. Yeah. You can get mm-hmm. behind them, yeah. which I think makes you super strong material. Do you do the pump fake, bam, and your composure, man. You set up and boom, we got him. Heck yeah, my boy Champ, <laughs> Champ Fleming. Yeah, so yeah, that was it. That was a big play for us too. I think that that got us within a, a score right there on that drive. Right. So uh, and then, yeah. Um, something yeah, interesting, right? Because people talk about slowness. Right, but I'll ask you both a question. Did you see uh, Slovis uh, do the uh, the read option? No, the zone read. No, no, he did not do the zone read or any RPOs. Man, this man could do some serious RPOs. So again, you saw the fear in those eyes of having yeah. him run, and then boom, you read that play right. Man, and the the thing about it is that your your teammates are so excited about the way you play. You play great in the Purdue game. 
you played two subpar opponents. So what was your your mindset going into uh, the UFC game? Shoot, man, I just thought it was just a great opportunity. You know, it was just the next game, and it was a big one to go out there. And uh, and there was a lot of hype, you know, all week about the, you know, 61-year drought out there at the right. Coliseum and us not being able to win out there and stuff. But uh, I think our team just did a great job of just kind of silencing that all out. And I, and I truly am a, am a firm believer in preparation. I just think that the way we prepared all week, it just – the way you prepare leaves you kind of – it eliminates fear in my opinion. Right. So I, I think uh, the way we prepare and just the way we, you know, we know, like our line, they're preparing just like I am, you know, just like the tight ends are. And our coaches do a great job at just getting that into us and preparing, right. preparing. And so we're, you know, we're ready for what they throw at us. And, you know, if they do come out and throw something different at us, we're, we'll make the adjustments you know, on the fly. And we'll play football because at the end of the day, it's still football, you know. Yeah. They can only, yeah. They can only play football. They can't do anything else. So. Right, yeah. right. And, uh, you know, Josh, you know, it's – Tell me early in the week, you know, about just, you know, expecting some bad calls there. You know, it's a recruiting game in the Coliseum. Right. You know, they had the recruits there. And, you know, Chance was telling me that he was talking with the defense and talking with guys. You know, I think, you know, the, those penalties in the first half, I really think a team could could get down on themselves and maybe stop being so aggressive and kind of let, let something like that get away from them in such a big-time game, you know. So, I think yeah. Chance, you know, was able to, to, to get his guys, you know, ready and get the defense and guys like, hey, we're going to get bad calls all day. We just, you know – Got to bounce back. Don't let it take away from our aggression as a DB, man. Keep being physical. Keep jamming, getting hands on guys. And, uh, you know, don't, you know, they were, they were, they were prepared for that adversity with the call, you know, with, with the rest, which, you know, that first half was rough. You know, I, I, you could see a team get down on themselves and let, let that game get away from them. But, you know, they, they didn't let their aggression or their style change one bit, you know, yeah, that was big, you know, chance was able to get, get the guys' minds ready for, for that, that type of game. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the highlights, I'll ask you that question because in business, right, and in life, right, the people that stayed married the longest, people that make the most money are the people that have emotional intelligence. So where does that emotional intelligence, mental strength you have, Chad, uh, Chad and Chance, where does it come from? Shoot. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with just, you know, our parents. And I think me as, you know, being a middle brother, I think it comes with I have an older brother, too. Yeah. That I kind of get that from, and I, you know, and that's like having another kind of like another father figure to look up to when you're younger, you know, you and you want to be this like your big bro. So right. I think just kind of like competing with Chad and that little competitive bond I try to give to my little brother too. I think just our, and us having all brothers, I think, you know, I think, I think just being able to hold your cool when your brother's, you know, maybe, um, you know, saying something to you that you don't <laughs> like and you're, and me and right. Chad are out, me and Chad are outside playing games in the backyard at a hundred points, you know, and, in a hundred point game, you know, there's going to be a lot of talking back and forth. And so it just, I think, you know, I think just having that uh, camaraderie and then, and then I think our, our parents just putting us in sports teams when we're younger. I think that just being always doing something like I was always travel baseball, travel basketball, playing football, right. not, you know, That's in awesome. that season. Yeah. So I think that for sure. All right. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Faith family football. So walk Faith us through this faith. play. Uh, first, a little thing about the preparation, right? Oregon State doesn't play USC until 2022. Very doubtful they'll be in the uh, – when you guys play, after you guys beat Oregon and you guys are in the back uh, to championship game, doubt you'll see USC again. Uh, in preparation, did you guys know that the interior defense of uh, USC is soft 
you guys actually had an advantage. <laughs> you guys proved that on the field. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. So oh, you're I mean, laughing, I, right? I, I just, yeah, <laughs> I, give, I, give, I give them credit. I give them boys credit. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're yeah. good. They're a great football team. But, I mean, I, I'll take my guys against any guys out there. So, I mean, I think, yeah. I think compared to my guys, any team in the whole country is soft. Yeah, the way you laugh right away, we got the answer. All right, so yeah. this play is one of the things that's going to get you in the NFL, right? If a quarterback can make three first downs with his legs – NFL team wins 70% of the time. Uh, college is like 80. And there's right there your capability. Boom, down the lead. Look at that speed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what are you seeing in their front right now? So, I mean, basically, yeah, I just kind of, we, we had a concept to the right. We kind of had like a little uh, chair concept with the tight end, kind of running a little okay. chair out when we had unders coming in. And it kind of just buzzed the flat. I, I probably could have worked out to my, my outside under, but uh, I really just saw – I kind of felt that, that that end over there kind of cave in and kind of take the wrong – you know, he brought kind of came in and tried to go inside of that my tackle. Right. And I, I just kind of felt that that side cave, and I just kind of felt nobody yeah. out there. And so I went, right, once I see that – yeah, once I see that, I just I just hit it, take off. Yeah, Davis Mills can do that. Yeah, you can see that guy coming in. Yeah, boom. Yeah, you feel it. Bam, you're gone. So you can't teach that, that weakness, that quickness, I mean, and then boom, a ball security that we didn't see. All right, let's, let's get the other one up here. Yeah, I could be a little better with that ball security when I'm out in traffic for sure. Two hands. <laughs> yeah. That's the same play. Let's see, get the other one. So this is first touchdown. Zoom in a little bit. That, you got that quick release. And then you got that instinct, man. You can feel 49 coming up on you. And boom, with that quick release, bam, you got it in there. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a great play call, too, by OC, man. Really in a great route by number two. He really he, uh, ran that through route, kind of took the corner and the safety just totally out of there. We were able to sneak that tight end up the sideline off that nice wide zone play action, you know, which was efficient all game for us. So, so I mean, that was kind of – Was I reading that right where, in my opinion, what do I know? But it seems like you guys were pounding him so much that that set up, that set up good play calls for your offensive coordinator. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think any time in a football game when you can establish a run game like that, right. I mean, I think it gets a lot easier just for everybody. You know, I think quarterback is easier. I think we're able to, you know, our play action game is, is working so good. Our, our Nancy, our rollout game, they don't know what to do because we're running so much wide zone at them and, you know, they got to be ready for it. So I think – and then the way we can come back and run the inside zone, the duo plays, I think, uh, you know, I think our uh, our versatility up front and being able to run all those pro you know style run plays really just makes the defenses stress a lot. So that's that play, right? Damn, the quick release, boom, that got the guy in the corner. Yeah, or Tajon. Yeah. Great, we ran a great route on that corner route. That that's that play was all film study. Okay. At 21, you guys are going after him, huh? 
Well, we just knew that that look right there. That we literally San Jose State had the exact same look. They were in the exact same concept. That same concept and everything. And I knew. I, I just knew I had it. I just knew I had to stay yeah. in there and deliver that one. So you executed better than, than uh, Starkle on that, but so we got that one. And then here we go. Let's turn back there. All right. So what are you seeing pre-snap? Oh shoot! I'm basically seeing. We had this four verse on calls, and basically all I'm seeing is I got matchups. I got one on ones on the outside with the post safety. Got it. And I and I like my I like zero in that situation. That's my boy, Sean. I just I, <laughs> thought, I thought I thought he was gonna cook him. I just try to hold the safety for a split second and get the ball up and down. Damn. That's what I did. I kind of the accuracy the too. You got the quick release, the accuracy, the quickness getting out of the pocket, and then uh, in the NFL you give. Uh, you, this was nights out. That's when it, it that's all she wrote, right? Uh that was when you guys were uh 21, 20, and then you got him out. And uh see and I'll tell this story, right? We get it here. Uh second, this is 1992 Florida State, Charlie Ward, Heisman Trophy winner. That's when I met him in the dorms. Uh William Floyd, they're playing Louisville. Louisville coach was a Hall of Fame guy named Howard Schnellenberg. Okay. And Howard Schnellenberg was at halftime, not a halftime, it was before the game. So I sneak into Louisville locker room. And you know how it is. Well, the way they were, you can tell me if we're going to see it like this. Everybody at halftime, Everybody talks about halftime adjustments, but everybody's with their position group, right? They're talking yeah. to their position group. Coach. Exactly. They had a big clock, and they hit, like, 20 seconds. Howard Snellenberg, he used to wear a suit, gets to the front, and immediately everybody turned around. You could hear a pin drop. Boom, everybody turns around, 25 seconds. He goes, listen, those boys at Florida State were given scholarships. You hear Louisville? You have to work for your scholarships. So if there's a fight with people who have to work for something <laughs> versus yeah. people who are given something, who's going to win? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a lot of that, that. A lot of that. You know, Slovis was given his position at quarterback. You had to work for your <laughs> – you had to work for your position at Oregon State. And man, you outplayed him. What a story is that, man. Congratulations. I yeah, appreciate you, man. So this is when yeah. – uh, yeah, this is what I, I, I call was nights lights out because of mental toughness, right? Saddleback mm-hmm. College, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, yeah. quarterback battle camp. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's giving you anything. You're up on them. Uh, you guys are beating up the interior of the office a lot. You're even seeing your guy right there in the middle of the screen right there, pushing back that USC guy, right? Yeah. Sending you a nice pocket. You're a smart guy fast thinker you know exactly where to go with the ball uh so let us know what what, what happened on that play yeah so yeah. yeah well so basically i just saw they kind of run like some kind of zone quarters coverage with a little too high safety look okay and i knew we kind of had like an inside fade to the left side of the field a little inside fade concept so basically i knew that I was going to take that safety out of the way and i just knew that if tajon could run a great route you know and get kind of under the sam over the mic and kind of hook it in that window i'd have a throw and right. so basically, it was just, it was great. It was just, that was, that was all on the O line, just giving me enough time to just deliver that ball. I mean, I had to slide a little left and deliver that throw, but 
I mean, it, it was it was just a great job by the O line, giving me time, and, uh, and I just knew I had that route coming across the middle. And Tajan, yeah, Tajan had a great route, and great hands, and stuck it, and we got in there. That was a big one for us. Yeah, and this so, is interesting right here because uh, I'm doing an arena coach by the name of Timmy Markham. It's actually friends with John Gruden. When John Gruden's already fired, he had an offense. Uh, he had an office. This place called Channel Side, where the Lightning played, and he used to have guys like. Chip Kelly come in and sit there and talk offense all the time. So Gruden looking at this is going to say, okay, this guy Chance gets me two chances because the way Gruden does it, he'll try to fit the blocking scheme to open up a window for you to throw. But you're mm-hmm. 6'2", man, and you have a quick release. You can throw over the offensive lineman too if you want to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So where your release point is. All right. There we go. And uh, – Boom, lights out. 28-17, two-possession game. Is this where USC kind of felt they were quitting a little bit on? Or just tired as you guys go ahead and then beat up on them with Coletta? Well, yeah, that next, well, yeah that, that next drive, I think that next drive really solidified the game. I think we ran the ball every single snap, right. and we just went we just went right down the field. And I think that that one, we going up 35-17 was really the, the, the kind of the one that just kind of took their, you know, their heart away. Life out of them. Yeah. Sure. That's awesome. So now, congratulations, man. You've done a lot. You got a lot on film. I know a lot. NFL scouts are salivating. Um, I got nice. some scouts that follow me. They'll see this. Got to put Max Brown on there because I'll put the pod- his podcast next to yours. Very interesting. He was mm-hmm. ranting and raving about you a lot. Uh, so now yeah. it's on to Washington. Okay. Uh, what's your major yep. in school? Uh, kinesiology. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. So you're yeah. your brother. Good. I mean, the, the strength yeah. conditioning coach at Alabama makes hey. $1.2 million. <laughs> yeah. So the future is bright. You guys need to be wearing sunglasses over there because the future is bright <laughs> everywhere you go. Yeah. You got life after football already set up. Sure. Appreciate uh, you, man. No, no. And the thing is that that um, my line of work, right, handles people's finances. You have to say the truth, right? Mm, yeah. Life isn't always what we hope it comes out to. So you always say the truth, at least we do. And, and if somebody isn't good, I'll be like, man, you need to focus on your academics, man, and take advantage of the scholarship because there's no way you're making it. <laughs> With you, that's not the case. With you, I can, I can say what I'm saying, man. Mm-hmm. It, you know, people that I've seen, the, you know, the Tommy Carters, William Floyd, all these people that I've seen, man, you're right there as far as quickness, talent, and what I've heard throughout the years. So you're doing good in school, so it's good academics. Mm-hmm. I want to see you on the Pac-12 academic team. So now it's on to Washington, a team you guys had a lot of success with uh, last year, and you guys go into this game a lot more confident than I mm-hmm. think the Huskies are. And Riser Stadium is going to be rocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Students are back on campus. Yeah. We're hoping that we're going to be a sellout. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of people in the stands. I think that's going to give us uh, some some struggles for them too offensively. I think our crowd is going to get pretty loud out there, man. I'll be so, there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have some family <laughs> out there supporting me, man. But uh, yeah. So yeah, we've already been preparing for them since Sunday since we got back. Uh, I've already been watching some film. Kind of been watching the first couple of games already. And uh, yeah, they got some. They got some talented guys over there on defense, though, for sure. You know, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a fight. They got some big boys up front. They got uh, some good DBs. 
I can run around, um, but uh, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be a good, it's gonna be a good fight, man. That's all I can say. I'm excited for it, though. It's another opportunity for us to, you know, kind of make a statement in the Pac-12. So Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, I think all, all the guys are kind of just ready and excited, man. We're just to get after them, get another one under our belt for sure. Oh, awesome! Well, congratulations, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll close. Thank you for your time, man. Love it. Oh no, no, no! Pleasure's all mine, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, and uh, before I hit him with Winston Churchill, uh, Chad's gonna hit us with a Bible verse because I know you guys are a family of faith. Yes, sir. My dad's eighty-seven, man. There's still two hundred people that come see him every Sunday. Heck yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's all about good up. people and uh, having each other's back. Hopefully, I'll see you in Tempe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So the verse we'll end this podcast with will be Proverbs, Proverbs chapter three, verse five. Right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Uh, you know, I just think that's a great verse because sometimes it's just we got so much anxiety and we're trying to control so much and we're wondering why things aren't going our way and we're trying to figure it out for our, you know, and, um, you know, it's just like a lot of stuff and new endeavors in my life and stuff I got going on. And, um, I just, you know, need to trust with all my heart in the Lord that he's got the best plan for me and my brother and my family, you know, not lean on my own understanding. And sometimes, you know, we can't understand, you know, why I didn't want to start a job. You know, why didn't I get that business deal? Why is it going my right. way? Just, um, don't try to break it down for yourself. You know, don't, you know, don't lean on, on your own understanding, but, you know, put, put your faith, you know, and your trust in the Lord and just, and um, know that your time's coming, your opportunity's going to come and you know, that it's, it's going to come back. So that's what I'll, that's what we'll end it with tonight. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's faith and higher level thinking is long-term thinking. And you always get 10 times back what you give. So that's why listen. Her Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to Faith, Family, and Football, man. Great podcast.